Well, all right. It's time to go to work. Two scriptures. You got your Bibles? Go to Romans chapter 12. We're going to start at verse 1. I'm going to stop at verse 2. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, how many of you, uh, I'm, I'm not an English scholar by any stretch of the imagination, and if you ever ask me to write a paper, you just got in trouble, because I'm going to fail. But when you see therefore, that insinuates that something has gone on before. And when you read therefore in the Bible, you need to see what therefore is therefore. And if you go back to chapter 11 in Romans, you, you begin to see the writer begin to talk about the grace and the mercies of God and, and how it is so overwhelming to the, to the Gentiles. And he goes on to talk about the, the grace and the mercy that, that kept us from one thing and, and give us opportunity for another. Things that we did deserve and didn't deserve. And God reversed it on us somehow through his grace and through his mercy. He, he defeated all condemnation through the grace of his son on the cross. And, and the writer is letting the Gentiles know because he was called unto the Gentiles. How many of you know that Paul was called to the Gentiles? He, he was called to the Gentiles to preach the good news, to teach of God's goodness. He was very astute in the law. <laughs> and God showed him some grace and allowed him to be able to dissect the difference between the two. So I beseech you, therefore. So Paul's crying out, listen to me. I want you to do this because of that. So I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. <laughs> okay. That you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. What an oxymoron. How many of you know if something's living, it's alive, and if you sacrifice it, it's dead? But I, I want you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable to God, which you are which is your reasonable service. Do not be conformed. Man, this is we've heard this scripture a million times if we ain't heard it once. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect. Will of God. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you were here last Sunday, you heard a call. There was a call for the church to be redirected. And anytime that you talk about redirection, it might enter into your mind that there's a U-turn involved. Maybe it's not so for everyone. Maybe, maybe all of us don't need to do an about face. Maybe it's just a take a left. Maybe it's a take the slight right. 
at the next light. Maybe it's just a, a small modification, but whatever it is, we're in one of those circumstances or one of those situations in our life that we are to take a redirection, God told us. He's calling the church into a season of redirection. Now, whether some churches might have to take a complete U, some may have to take a slight left, others a, a hard right. We don't know. Maybe it's a hairpin, maybe it's not. But whatever the case, God's called us to a redirection. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Before we are able to understand what direction to go to, don't you think it would be wise that we're given direction not to go to? Come on, let me help you for a minute. If we're riding down in, let's say, New York City, let, let's say if you're riding in a place that you're not familiar with and you don't know which ways not to go and you end up taking that direction, don't you know that it's probably going to take you longer to reach your destination if you take the wrong turn? Whether if you stayed on the right path. I mean, I'm talking about going down one-way streets. Now, there's some things that happen on one. Can I tell you, you'll get in trouble if you go down a one-way street. If God's got a sign up that says, that's one way, don't go that way. And you go that way. How many of you know you might get in trouble? The popo might pull you over. It's going to cost you a little time of reaching your destination at the proper time in which God has called. Or maybe your appointment. Maybe you're going on an interview and you took a one-way street the wrong way. Uh-oh, now you're late. You went down that way, now you're going to have to make more. Maybe you got away with it. Maybe, maybe the popo didn't pull you. You got away with it. And, but as you, the further you went down the street, the more turns you had to make to get back to where you needed to be in order to get to where you were going. It consumes your time. So I think it's important. I think it's vital for us as a church, as a Christian, to understand the things that we should not do in order to be able to do the things that we should do. It's going to save us a lot of time. A lot of time. Look at the Bible. When the Bible talks about, I think it's even in Romans, that the Bible, that, that Paul begins to insinuate to us that well, let me see if I've got it written down. I might just turn to it. Tommy, go to Romans 3.20. I know, I told you only two scriptures. I still want you to go there. Don't fault me for reading too much scripture. I don't fault you for reading too much Facebook. 3.20, therefore by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Now what this is saying is, here's the deal. God give us the law first to let us know where we were wrong and why we needed what we needed. If he would, if he would <laughs> then he went to the grace. First he give us the law to let us know how bad we needed him. That was telling us where we shouldn't go, what we shouldn't do what we should do, where we should go, how we should do it. Then there was grace. It was after we knew what directions not to go, God give us grace. But a lot of us have abused that grace because we allow grace now to allow us to go down that one-way street. We think we got a free path. Never mind. Some of you get mad if I go too far into that. Won't you? Yes, you will. Yes, you will. 
But God wants to allow us to understand the places we shouldn't go so that the places he gives us to go, we can concentrate on that. Don't you know that when you take a wrong turn sometimes, now you're focused so much on, I took the wrong turn and how am I going to get out of it? It's taking your whole focus off of where you were going. Now you're trying not to get in trouble. You try to, oh, now I'm parallel parking, police officer. I'm just, I just got turned around somehow. You'll lie. You got to be careful not going the wrong direction so that we can go where God's called us to go. You all right? Be not conformed. This is the first thing that we're seeing Paul talk about. Don't be conformed to this world. How many of you know that we are living in a time now <laughs> that we are being conformed? You don't say you're not. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. Culture is conforming us to the ways in which we should go. How we should dress, what we should do, what we should say, what we should think. Culture is taking part in that. We're not being transformed. We're being conformed. Oh, I know. We're being not only just conformed in the world, but we're being conformed in the church. Uh-oh. As soon as I've done that, hands went on the head. They went. Pastor then dropped it. Somebody grabbed the camera. Everybody always, see, y'all want me in the spotlight all the time. Don't want, keep Pastor on the, on the clock here. Keep him in the camera. Even in the churches, we're being conformed. Man, I wish I had two vases. Here's the world. How many of you know to be in order to be conformed to this, you're going to have to be pushed down in it. Some of us ain't going to fit, but we're going to have to be pushed down in it. You're pushed. That's how you're formed. You're by pressure. You're pushed to fill up every little hole in here, every little crack, every little corner. You're pushed to conform into the world. This is the world. And everybody said, no, I don't want to go there. Right. Especially if you, any, you don't want to be squished to conform to the world. Oh, this has got church written on it. It really don't, but I'll write it on there if y'all argue with me. This has got church on it. Just hang on. This is my demonstration. This is the church. Oh, I'm glad these. This is the world. Come on, somebody help me preach this. I know you know where I'm going. This is the world. This is the church. They look the same, don't they? Uh-huh. But only because this has got church written on it, we think this is okay. This is wrong. This is okay. This is wrong. I don't go this way, but I'll go this way. It's got church on it, so it's got to be good. The Bible said that there's going to come a time where we're going to call good evil and evil good. You better be careful. 
Don't be conformed to the world. And I'm talking about what we have done in the church. We are so worldly in the church now that the world don't even recognize whether they in a church or in a club. They ain't got, now I ain't no, I, I ain't got nothing against your praise and worship and your lights and your smoke and your mirrors. I wish I had about 100 people up here doing leading praise and worship. I just, I really do. But you know what? Just because they ain't there don't mean I stop worshiping my God. But we're, we're not to be conformed to the world. But we are being conformed to the world by church and we don't even recognize it. Well, pastor, you can't. Oh, yes, I can. You hang on a minute. How is it that I can go to 50 different denominations and all 50 different denominations are run their own individual ways? Come on, church. Now, don't be mad at me. Just walk with me for a minute. I'm not asking you to go to either one or be a part of whatever. I'm asking you to be a part of the kingdom of God. The Bible says that in, in the presence of the Lord, there's liberty. Okay? So just relax. Because we've got two or three. We're gathered. He's there in a minute. You got, just relax. I've got liberty to preach. Don't be conformed to the world. See, you can go to churches all across the country. There's some churches that you're attracted to, and there's others that you aren't. Ain't got nothing to do with the Spirit of God and none of it. I'm trying to be nice, but I'm giving you truth. See, you can go to some churches, you won't go back because that church don't look like you. They don't dress the same way I do. Oh, they're not holy. Pastor preaches in blue jeans. I didn't do this on purpose for demonstration. I just did it because I could because I've lost some weight. I can fit in it. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Doing stuff, right? Doing stuff and things. Let me, but I'm telling you, we're being so conformed and we don't even realize it. And God has called us into a season of redirection. God is causing us to be aware of our surroundings, of the things that we're being forced into. He wants to open your eyes. He wants to give you revelation of who he is. It, see, oh, my call of order can't be dictated by what the other pastors are doing. My call of order can't be dictated of what a denomination is about because we have gotten so caught up into everything. It's about I, 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 I. See, I is still in church. And if I don't do it this way, then I'm going to get scolded and I might not be able to be called to the next leadership council or I might not be able to preach if I don't conform to the if I it doesn't matter about you it matters about your relationship with Christ not man see we're so busy and so caught up and so tied up with fitting in we don't stand out it's no wonder this world is upside down and in chaotic mess that it's in it's no wonder we got boys running around thinking they girls and girls wanting to be boys and, and these other things that they come up with this nonsense of meowing and, and it just a bunch of idiotic, crazy nonsense. And it's because the parents, it's because the church has been conformed. We're not being transformed. 
And it takes, man, when we, I'll wait, I'll wait. But we are being conformed. Man, this world, the only thing this world has to offer us is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And I can take you to churches all across the country that are operating in one of the three, if not all three. And we're going because the music's great. We're going because the pastor preaches in skinnies. I'm just trying to make sure you're with me. I, I don't care what they wear. And it doesn't matter because your holiness is not represented on the, ex, on the exterior. Doesn't matter what you doesn't matter what you wear into the beach. I don't, if you wear if you wear shorts to the beach, you're probably going to enjoy the beach. If you wear pants to the beach, you're probably going to be hot and ugly. But it ain't going to matter. Holiness ain't represented in what you're wearing. Either way, you're wet. Don't be conformed to this world. But we are so conformed that we've missed it. And it's been a slow process. Oh, thank you. Seed, time, and harvest. Seed, time, and harvest. Seed, time, and harvest. Don't you know that works for the enemy as well as it does for the righteous? Come on, church. I mean, he can sit there. He goes, I know if I can plant this seed right here. And if they nurture that thing and water it, and it eventually it's going to grow. And I'm going to be able to get a harvest out of it because the Bible said that. See, God's word never fails. Come on. I'm going to leave you alone for a minute. There's nothing more dangerous to the kingdom. There's nothing more dangerous to the kingdom than a church conformed to the world. There's nothing more dangerous to the kingdom of God than a church that is conformed to the world. Because now we are supposed to, the Bible scripture says we are salt to the earth, light to the world. Well, if you're conformed in worldly things, the world doesn't know what's light and darkness. You're conformed to, you're not standing up, you're not talking about it. Well, I don't want to be, you know, I don't like to, be abrasive. You you better you better get some sandpaper. Time is coming. Time is coming. And if we aren't careful, we're not going to recognize it. Boy, I thank God for just opening up my eyes and letting me see things that typically I wouldn't see. Because you know, revelation comes by the unveiling. <laughs> Of the word by the Holy Spirit. Well I can't wait till Wednesday night either. But by the word of the Holy Spirit. Because that's what he was given to us for. So that he could. Paul prayed it like this. It went back to that scripture. Paul prayed it like this. I pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. I want you to see it. I want you to know. But see we're, we're, we're so tied up. We think. That when we get into transformation, I don't know if it's time to go there or not, but I'm going. We think that transformation of the mind is by reading the word. Can I tell you that knowledge in and of itself is not enough? 
Matter of fact, 1 Corinthians will tell you that knowledge puffs up. Oh, come on. Oh, this is, this is a lot better than y'all helping me, I promise you. Because we get so tied up in, well, I can quote this scripture and that scripture. How's it working for you? See, oh, thank you. The truth. The Bible says that you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Gone from notes. We're done. The Bible says that you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. How do you, how do you know the truth? By understanding through revelation by help of the Holy Spirit which unveils. He said that he will reveal all truth unto us. It's that truth that will set you free. See, you can get knowledge all day long, but unless, oh, see, you think, you think you're smarter than that. You think that you can read. If you were smarter than that, Jesus wouldn't have went out and spoke parables to the congregation and went and took his leaders to the side and spoke to them the truth. He, oh, come on. He told them that it's not meant for them to understand. I'm hiding it from them because I don't want them to know because they're so sideways in their thinking. If they really knew what they had in me, they would abuse that which I give them. So I'm going to hide it from them. But I want to open it up to you because you're my disciples. My disciplined ones. The sons of God in which the earth moans for. See, the earth, the earth doesn't want a bunch of wet. The earth don't want a bunch of wet Christians running around. A bunch of yellow striped back people. That's just throwing stuff out here. The, the blab it and grab it. And I'm not saying that we don't speak word because I'm all about you speak the word. Because if you don't speak the word and, and let, let the spirit around you know what God has said, nothing's going to happen. It takes God's word to change your environment. You can't do it. It takes his word. That's why when the Bible says when you know not what to pray, pray in the spirit. <laughs> this ain't nowhere close to my notes are. None of it. And I really want you to get some of this. Because I'm tired of watching churches be conformed to the world. Well, I go to church. Be careful. Be careful. And we're so conformed. There, there's some churches in there... People won't even go back. See, legalism won't hang out, especially here. Uh -oh. Legalism won't hang out, but so long here, we almost got you on a timetable. We know when you're going to leave. Because legalism has no, has no authority here. And it gets offended a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> it gets offended. we're wanting to change we're wanting to be transformed by the renewing of our mind I want you to be able to see some of the things that God is trying to unveil so that you can be set free come on we, we all have bondage it, your ball and chain might not be as big as mine I'm not I better be careful with that because see people try to say ball and chain is a wife careful Mine's sitting right there, and I said mine was bigger than yours. And see, 
God, you had to help me out of that one. But some of our bondages are bigger and greater than others, but it makes them no lesser. We still have something we're trying to break through, and the only way we're going to break through any of that is by the truth being unveiled to us and set us free. It's going to take revelation in your life. You can't just sit at your kitchen table and think just because you read 15 chapters of Jeremiah that you're going to be set free today when you go outside. Because my friend, when you walk out there, you're going to get punched in the mouth. It, and he ain't, he ain't scared. He is not scared of you. He will come after you. He don't have anything to lose. I'm talking he. When I say he, I'm talking about Satan. He ain't got nothing to lose. By coming after you. Nothing. He's already lost it all. He'll never get back into the graces of God. But he knows that you might stand a chance. If something's unveiled. Don't be conformed. See we'll, we'll go to these churches. See y'all thought I lost my. We'll go to these little churches. Somebody has sat down beside us man. They smell like Marlboro and a case of, case of drink. Before they get up in church. And you won't come back. Because you seen that person last week at the altar. They got saved. We're conformed because we've been taught. See, we think being saved is been saved. No. Being saved is being saved. It's an everyday battle. You're fighting your flesh whether you want to or whether you don't. Your flesh is going to wake you up. Come on, if, if, well, if you ain't old enough to know the aches and pains, your flesh won't probably wake you up. But if you start getting a little age on you and, yeah, things will start waking you. Your flesh will wake you up out of your peace. And you're going to have to fight it every day. It's a process. See, when we're talking about transformation, we're talking about metamorpho. That's where we get our word metamorphosis. It's a process. And boy, it starts ugly. That old caterpillar, he's the ugliest thing in the world. It, nobody wants to be a caterpillar. We all want to be butterflies. Well, men, y'all better pick something else. Y'all want to be eagles. We want to be something manly, not this butterfly thing. But anyway, y'all know, y'all will see where I'm going. Don't no woman want to be married to no butterfly? You old nasty. It's a process. It's a process. Man, the only thing that that caterpillar knows is to crawl. The only thing a new Christian knows is something's different. It's a process. We got to work our way into it. Be ye transformed. That means you're not transformed. It means you're going to have to be transformed. That, there's a process. But we, we have come, we church we we have become so worldly conformed that we think that everybody ought to drop everything and be as good as i am it's the pride of life that selfishness that saying that you're better than somebody else they'll never reach my level of performance thank god 
Paul said, it ain't your works. It's only by the grace of God. See, we, we as church people, we think we're, we, we're okay. See, if I can't, if we're not going to, I will not allow this church to be one of those churches that we can't allow someone to become what God has called them to be. Can I tell you, <laughs> it's going to take some time to get where God wants you. And can I tell you the same grace that he gives you, you need to give them. We got to give them time. If you're, if, oh, if you're not willing to invest into someone of what they're to become, you have no right to judge what they were. Stop talking about where people are at. Start helping them to where they need to go. Oh, church, I want to run. I want to run over chairs this morning, Michelle. You ready to go? Well, let's run, 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 run with me. Y'all know if Michelle takes off running, boy, y'all better just go ahead and hit your face. The Holy Spirit's in the house. But isn't it, isn't it astonishing on how we can set and do our churchly thing every week and think we're okay? And if I sit here and tell you that you're being conformed to worldly? Come on, we got a little world in us left, too. <laughs> See, oh, now, ain't nobody going to come back. I ain't going to that church. It's worldly. And then I'll catch across the street. Not that there's a church across the street because it doesn't matter. So, But you know what I mean. I'll catch you at the gas station across the street. But we have gotten so tied up in being conformed. <laughs> Thank you, God. I love when you give me demonstrations. You're conformed. To the world is taking the one-way street. Your transform is the same way that he's wanting you to go. Don't be conformed to the world. It's going to sidetrack you. It's going to take you around everything. Be transformed. It's easier to stay on the road of transformation if you're not taking side street. Come on. If, you, if you're not hanging around the same crew when you say that you accepted Christ into your life and there's a change in you. That's a one-way street. Don't go back down that street again. Be transformed. Don't be conformed. Don't y'all know it's easier to fall off a chair than it is to climb on a chair? You got to be careful. You can't have the same influence. When you give your heart to Christ, you better change your environment. So many of us, we want to live in that same environment. We won't stop the same. We won't stop the things that we used to because we used to have so much fun. I'm not doing anything, Pastor. I'm not cheating on my wife or my husband. I just, uh, we just have fun going to the club and hanging out till three o'clock in the morning. Until you went to the club at night and during the day, your wife said that you can't buy a new truck. 
and you, you end up in a club and you're mad. And another woman comes by and got money and that's, and oh, come on, look. Boy, don't, do you not know Satan will show up in your conversation? Set some hot woman up in front of you with pockets full of money. And strike up a conversation. Go take you home. Do things with you. Uh Uh-oh. Because you wouldn't change your environment. It's hard to be transformed when you're conformed. We've got to change. It's directional thinking. God has set it up for us to become something better. The book of better. He sets you up to be better. Don't take yourself out by going down the wrong street. Stay away from the one ways unless you're going the right way. Don't take a left when God ain't said turn. Don't yield if God ain't say stop. Man, if I didn't listen to my navigation, my true navigation, the one that comes on the car, the navigation that comes with the automobile, that navigation. I didn't, want, I didn't want the women to get confused there. I'm the only one. Boy, you're supposed to turn. She didn't say turn. But turn right there. Well, I thought that was the way we were supposed to go. Two hours later, we got to get back on track. If you don't listen to that navigation, it's going to take you double time. You got to trust the navigate. You got to. Trust the navigation. But Dennis, that don't sound like that's the thing. That doesn't sound trust the navigation. Promise you the outcome is for your better. Well, Pastor, how can you tell me that? Because I trust the navigation, because in there it says, I know the plans I have for you. <laughs> you got to trust the navigation. It's not going to feel good all the time. And it's going to seem like, man, I, I don't think, it's navig- how many of you have done it? Riding down the road and you're pecking on the navigation going, repeat the last thing. Maybe I, maybe I missed it and I was on the phone. And said, hey, are you there? Are we supposed to turn it? You think it's broken because it ain't said. No. You're going the right way. How many of you gone the wrong way with it? Please make a U-turn. Recalculating. Make a U-turn. Recalculating. Make a U-turn. That's how God will work you. He, um, sometimes he gets obnoxious in your ear. He stays on you until you do it because he really wants the best for you. But the only way we get to the better is is by being transformed, not conformed. And just because it's got the word church on it, baby. Can I tell you that not everybody's standing in front of you all the time with a shirt and a tie and a wig? 
is a preacher of the gospel, of the good news, of the kingdom of God. Don't you? Come on. They got, they got them people right now behind pulpits that are saying, little boy, little girl, it's okay to love little boys and little girls. Yeah. See, I'll put, I don't, whatever. Get over it or get with it. <laughs> How about that? You better be careful. Church doesn't always mean okay. Matter of fact, I'm scared right now. Because I'm not so sure that church even means okay. Just because of what you experience anymore. The truth is not being revealed. The truth is not being spoken and preached anymore. The, there are no more preachers. There are philosophers. Well, they call them other people self-help coaches or whatever. What they call them coaches? Life coaches? Yeah. You got, you got life coaches now? Don't be, don't be mad at the preacher because the preacher says, listen, we got to get to a directional thinking because God spoke last week and preacher heard it's a season of redirection and the only way that you're going to redirect anything is transformational thinking. Well, I'm just telling you, take an inventory in your life and in your thought processes. What are you doing in life right now? Maybe there's a redirection. It, it, like I said, it might, Don, it might not take a big U-turn for you. It might just be take a slight right. Dennis, don't say nothing right there. Don't, don't even just keep looking right at me. Don't, don't even turn your head. Don, it might be just a slight right. And don't look at Dennis. She's poking Dennis going, yours is a U-turn. Are you with me? Church, listen, you got some food. You got some food to eat on. Whether you choose to digest it or not, it's up to you. But there's some directional thinking that has to consume the church. And the direction has to be in that which God has laid out for the church. Stop being so condescending. We have to let God. Your knowledge of the Bible is not going to make it for you. It's the knowledge of the word and the revealing of the spirit. It you're not going to have, you're not going to be transformed without the Holy Spirit. You can, it's impossible. It is impossible to be transformed without the Holy Spirit because it takes the Holy Spirit to unveil truth. Look at, oh, okay, y'all still don't believe me. Maybe y'all do, maybe they don't. I'll talk to them. Jesus said, unless you eat of my blood or eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no part of me. Y'all remember that when he was telling the people? He said, the only reason you follow me is because I'm giving you something. Right? Remember? 
What happened? A few verses later. And they did not follow anymore. Everybody left his church. We, we are so caught up in, in making moves based off of lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and pride of life. We will allow those three instruments to dictate our next turn before we allow the Holy Spirit to unveil truth and give us direction. Because if it feels good, do it. That's what we've all heard. Well, I ain't heard God say, look, I'm, I'm telling you this from experience. We ain't hear God say stay, didn't hear God say go, so we left. Boy, sometimes that clock needs to be turned back. But all things work out. Oh, see, it's, it's with the heart. Got to be careful even with the heart. The Bible says that the heart is utterly wicked. See, I'm transformational thinking. You, we're going to have to do something with our thought process. We had good intentions. I'll say that. Good intentions. I won't say our heart was okay with it because it doesn't matter. Your heart's not your guy. Uh-oh. Your heart better not be your guide. Not with that scripture. I don't think I want to follow my heart if it's utterly wicked. So next week, we're going to, next week, I'm going to go back to what we were trying to visit last Sunday. I'll give you a little spillage, but next Sunday, we'll try to get into it. But I still think it has something to do with directional thinking. Because one community believed one way, another community believed another way, and God was able to operate here where he wasn't able to operate there. I think it's still all, it all in line. I love it when a plan comes together. Hey, you writing sermon notes? You go preach. Uh-oh. She didn't wrote some stuff down. I'm See, every time she writes stuff, it makes me nervous. So I'm good. I'm done. See, finished. Y'all was waiting for it, wasn't you, to bring me in, soft landing? I don't do that. Can't get there. I've got some more notes, but I'm going to leave it alone. We'll see how it ties in next week with everything else. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed through the renewing of your mind.